Hello, and welcome to episode 235 of SMARTS, which as we all know stands for Sarlacc Must Angrily Regurgitate Tamura, Seemingly. <laughs> or also, Sadly, Mouse, Alice's Revenge Takes Seniority. Ooh, very good. <laughs> Thank you. I am Rudiger Q Podcaster, a.k.a. Trevor, and you are? Julia Guglia of Internet Fame Dash Podcaster. Correct. Hi. So we actually have some news this week. Yes. Some of which you're not aware of yet. I'm, I'm looking forward to this. So the CW has has um achieved that's not the word i'm looking for has secured secured the rights to air the dc universe swamp thing series oh fun so you know they're look they're probably you know with everything going on with covid they're Mm -hmm. probably looking to for like finished product that they can air that's right up the alley of their existing content um platform audience yeah that they don't have to you know shoot anew i would have to think it would have to be edited because there was there's cursing, a lot of cursing and stuff in there, oh, right? Because yeah. it was airing mm-hmm. on DC Universe. I but I mean, part of me wonders if it's possible that this could mean. I mean, technically, Swamp Thing's already appeared in mm-hmm. the Arrowverse because mm-hmm. there was a shot of him at the end of Crisis on Infinite Earth I that established yeah. what Earth he's on. Mm-hmm. I part of me wonders if maybe it's possible. Like, it's no more far fetched than Constantine joining the Arrowverse, which happened, yep. right? Yep. I mean, if it airs on the CW and it's successful in, in what, it, what are essentially reruns, yeah. then maybe they would pay to bring some of the actors back. If not for like a season two, then have them guest star on one of the other shows or yeah. something. Like yeah. it's possible. I, I, it's, it's certainly good news for people who enjoyed that series. Yeah. It gives it a new, at least, at least more people are going to get to see it. Mm-hmm. And it does open the possibility for, for more Swamp Thing in the future. Mm-hmm. Um, in Star Wars news, a, a couple of uh, casting. Now these are rumors. So I guess you could more accurately call them reports because they've been like independently verified by a bunch of different sources, but they haven't been officially announced. It mm-hmm. was the same way with the Rosario Dawson as Ahsoka report from a few months ago. Mm-hmm. That Tamora Morrison, who of course played Jango Fett and all of the various clones in the prequels, mm-hmm. would be returning as Boba Fett in season two of The Mandalorian. So mm-hmm. p- of course. Boba Fett being the, I guess technically, a, I guess he was a clone. He was a clone that wasn't, didn't undergrow, didn't under undergrow. <laughs> he didn't undergo accelerated growth. So mm-hmm. he just aged normally and was raised by Jango Fett as his son. So, you know, episode two plus, I'm doing math in my head, 19 plus four is 23, plus three is 26, plus, plus a 30 some odd years mm-hmm. after Attack of the Clones would look about, in his mid forties or mid forties to early fifties, which is about where Tamora Morrison is, so the yeah. age works out well. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, my acronym uh, would see, would as my acronym suggests, you'd have to come up with some, or just leave it up to people's imaginations why he's not being slowly digested for a thousand years in the belly, <laughs> belly of the Sarlacc. But even in Legends, they got him out of there so that he could make more appearances and you know right. menace our heroes more. So it would certainly be without precedent for him to have survived that. Um, I also saw a rumor that he would be playing Rex. Oh. But which, of course, he would also look right, like Rex. Sure. Rex would, of course, have to look older. They'd have to put him in his big Santa Claus beard or whatever, right? Yeah. Um, I suppose it's possible. I mean, if Ahsoka shows up, Rex could yeah. show up also. Oh, my gosh. Um, they could have him play both roles. But I think that that was maybe just someone who had gotten their wires crossed. I, I think if you're going to have him show up, you would have him play Boba Fett. Because mm. um, everybody knows who Boba Fett is, but only people who watched the cartoons would know who Rex is or care, right? Right. Of course, you could say the same about Ahsoka, and it doesn't <laughs> seem to be stopping them from bringing exactly. her in, but she's yeah. a bit more of a name. 
Um, but th- so that this that you had heard. This is this is one that you hadn't heard. Just today, it was also reported that Katie Sackhoff will be appearing in season two yes! of The Mandalorian. As- <laughs> As You've been holding on on me. How could you not tell me that the instant you read that? Oh. So that's exciting. So we, so we could be getting Bo-Katan, yeah. Ahsoka, and Boba Fett all in season two. I'm of going to faint. You do the rest of the show without me. Oh my god, that's now, so great. I mean, the the concern here, of course, is that season that season one season one was very focused, right? Yeah. Like the episodes didn't have huge scope. They were fairly small stories. They're about this guy and this baby, right? <laughs> yeah. If season two becomes like cameos galore, Jedi, more Mandalorians, yeah. but Bo- Boba Fett, right? Like, yeah. then maybe it starts get to get watered down. I mean, I don't oh, know. Oh no, I, man! Trust the Dave Filoni. Trust <laughs> the system. Yeah, but is is Dave Filoni? I mean, he created half of these characters. He right? wrote most of these episodes too, or co-wrote it. Anyway. Well, John Favreau wrote pretty much all of season one. But I'm saying, like, if Dave Fil- Dave Filoni's still executive producer one of the executive producers on the Mandalorian is he necessarily going to have the perspective when it comes to like hmm maybe this is too much Ahsoka you know what I mean is there <laughs> such a thing as too much Ahsoka when it comes to Dave Filoni I don't know I feel like he was very judicious with her use in Rebels yeah you know like yeah. he introduced her then she was in a few episodes and then she was right taken off the board and she appeared like once more later on yeah he could have had her take over the whole show and that didn't really happen right so Hopefully, you know, and it's not like he's the only one running the show. John Favreau is is technically you I know, mean, the head guy on. in charge. Yeah, so. and John Favreau knows about how to make ensembles like huge, big name ensembles work. And John I mean, John Favreau is a big Boba Fett fan, so I kind of yeah. feel like Favreau was like, "Let's bring in Boba Fett," and Dave Filoni was like, oh, "Okay, but if you get Boba Fett, I get to bring in Ahsoka." You know what I mean? Oh. Like, that's like um, but I don't know. So I just good. hope that it retains its focus. That if we see these characters, it's for like one episode. Yeah. You know, like I could see Bo-Katan having a larger role than the others, but that just seems right. natural, right? Because right? she's, she's Mandalorian. Mandalorian. Yeah. Even Boba Fett is technically not a Mandalorian, although he wears Mandalorian armor and but has ties to But I can see to, a good, solid episode where she only appears one time, you know, like, and, and they go their separate ways. I could see her becoming a recurring a character as a story. mission yeah. to get the baby home. I could see her becoming a, but I can see the man, I can see the Mandalorian getting more and more embroiled with the Darksaber showing up at the end of season, season one. Yeah. Getting more and more embroiled in the larger world of Mandalorian politics and so on, despite right. his, despite his interests. And then it would make more sense for Bo-Katan to have a larger and larger role. Boba Fett showing up for one or two episodes here and there, that kind of writes itself because he has the armor and everybody knows who he is. Ahsoka, I, you'd have to, I mean, you know, we got this latest season of of, of Clone Wars, mm-hmm. so there's a there's a connection. You know, there's a f- connection and a friendship between Ahsoka and Bo-Katan. So yeah. maybe she showed they show up together. You mm-hmm. know, mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. It, it 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 starts to sort of make more sense. The picture of the season starts to sort, kind of come into shape as you as you hear more and more of these rumors. I just hope it doesn't get weighed down that they you know that it becomes like like um, Gina Carano's character or or even Grief Karga in season one where you expected them to b- play a big role but then they're only in two or three episodes mm-hmm. and the, most of the episodes didn't have any recurring cast aside from the main guy right? right right so if it's like that then that's fine but if it becomes like you obviously don't want it to become the Boba Fett show or something mm-hmm. like that anyway I, I you know as you say trust in the creators I, I feel like they know what they're doing but but that's all very exciting mm-hmm. very much so so what was your comic of the week Oh, um, this week I picked Batman uh, Dark Knights. No, Gotham Knights, number three. Um, I am a sucker. I whoa, This week's comics were so good, you guys. So good. Get on it. But for real, though, I am a really big sucker for Batman stories. Um, 
especially with poison ivy because she is the environmentalist and she had some really good points to make um in this issue and the art was all um stunning and i'm just i have a weak spot for those types of stories so that's why i had to choose it for my comic of the week I enjoyed it. It just felt like a fairly standard Poison Ivy story to it me. Like was, it didn't it didn't really reveal anything new about the characters or have any new interesting take on it. It was just it felt pretty by the numbers to me. Like competently executed, but not Yeah, it was really well noteworthy. executed, but it was right up my alley, so that's why I like it. So I picked Hawkman number twenty three. Oh. Um I really enjoy I you know, back in Jeff John's Hawkman series he used to do a thing that he got from one of his mentors in comics, James Robinson, on his Starman series, which were these times past issues. So James Robinson on Starman would do every so often a story that that focused on an earlier Starman, and it would be like a period piece for an issue. And then Jeff Johns sort of started doing the same thing in his Hawkman series, where he would occasionally have an issue that just focused on a previous life mm-hmm. of Hawkman and Hawkgirl. Um, and so this is kind of like that, although there's a bit of a framing sequence with the regular artist and everything that's happening in the present. Um, with Hawkwoman and so on, but the bulk of this issue is just like Hawkman as a plague doctor, basically yeah. in Europe hundreds of years ago, yeah. and yeah, it was it was it was really interesting, and and the art was good, and just seeing him in that setting and seeing the sort of fear and paranoia of the people, yeah, yeah, it was interesting, and then then you know Hawkwoman shows up at the end, you know, in previous life, and you get to see them meet, and yeah, yeah, it was really good. I enjoyed that one too, but to me, it felt a little bit thin, so that's why I didn't pick it for my comic of the week because it sort of felt weird and without explanation as to like why she was there, or and it felt a little bit unearned in how he got out of the situation by her just kind of talking to their better angels. Because I know that that's a Superman move, but with a mob that size, I just didn't believe that just one little speech would put them on the right path. Um, I think they, you know once panic hits a large group of people it's really harder to veer them off a bad course than it was in this issue so that's why i ultimately didn't pick it but i really did enjoy this issue too because and the art was so interesting like you said like there was the the uh past life story and there was the framing device and you could tell the difference in the art styles but for a nation being plagued by the plague (laughs) it was there were lots of beautiful bright colors weren't there everything just was in this sunset gold kind of hue it was really romantic for lack of a better word um i don't know it was just a very nice art style anyway yep comics are awesome (laughs) so for your quiz this week because we've been we've just finished watching a playthrough of it on youtube i'm going to be quizzing you about final fantasy 7 not the remake specifically although i think everything here is also true of the remake but some of it is a bit more broad about the Franchise in general. Okay. The sub-franchise. You ready? Ready. All right. Number one. Midgar's mayor is named Termina, Marino, Bambino, or Domino? Domino. Correct. Yeah. The ancients are also called the Tetra, the (laughs) Setra, the Metra, or the Ketra? The one that's spelled with C-E-T-R-A. Yes, the Setra. Okay. All right. (laughs) President Shinra's son is named Rufus, Rutger, Ralph or Ringo? Rufus. Correct. Yeah. Ringo Shinra. <laughs> Rinra, as he's called. Yeah. The head of Shinra's Department of Urban Development and one of the company's few moral members is named Steve, Shreve, Grieve, or Reeve? Um, Shreve. No, Reeve. Reeve, damn it. Okay. All right. That was going to be my... Oh. All right. All right. Now, here's two you might not know. In the original Kingdom Hearts, 
Which character was voiced by Mandy Moore? What? You know who Mandy Moore is, right? I know who Mandy okay. Moore is, but I don't was know the name Kingdom Hearts, and I don't know any of the characters. So this is a very pointless question but for me, the Gulia. But their characters from Final Fantasy VII. Oh. So, hence its inclusion. Fine. Okay? Okay. So in the original Kingdom Hearts, which character is voiced by Mandy Moore? Yuffie, Tifa, Jesse, or Aerith? Oh, man. She, I like her, so I think she'd be good at all of them. No, really. She's great. Um... I think she voiced Aerith. Yes, she voiced Aerith. All right, because she only, got that Saw voice thing going. Only that one time, and then she was recast for like all the other, like Dissidia Games and Advent Children right. and everything else. That's kind of a bummer. Number six. In the original Kingdom Hearts, which character was voiced by Lance Bass? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> was it Sephiroth, Cloud, Biggs, or Red 13? Oh, my God. <laughs> wow, he'd make a good Sephiroth. He's got that deep bass thing going. Um, I I have to guess Red Thirteen. No, it was Sephiroth. It was Sephiroth. Good for him. Oh, that's so good. Okay, well I should have just said Sephiroth. That was again the only time he played him, and then it was yeah. George Newbern for the. For Did he do a good job? Do you know? I don't know. I haven't played because I don't cards. know. I mean, he he acted in all of like three films, and I like them because I like In Sync, but. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I I think that it was it was largely decried by the fans just because you can very well imagine that the well hardcore JRPG <laughs> fans like oh let's get this guy from NSYNC to voice one of the most iconic villains in the franchise. It'd be like oh, you know yeah. what I mean. Yeah. So you can kind of see why people might not have been on board with more, that, regardless of the it. quality of the performance, which I can't speak to. But yeah, it was. I think people were generally more happy with. Uh, with I have George, to look this George up on the internet. Internet provide us. It's okay. entirely possible. There's been videos about Kingdom Hearts on YouTube. Probably. It's, it's just possible. Maybe. All right. So our shows this week. So we had Batwoman, Supergirl. So I got. You got five, five. Five or six. All right, yeah. cool. I'll take it. So we had Batwoman, Supergirl, Flash, Legends, and Harley Quinn. Yeah. So good Batgirl choice. we just watched last night. So good. Yeah, so they're going full on full on Hush in this one. What do you yeah. think of Hush on the show so far? The actor seems to have become a lot more over the top since putting on since putting yeah. on the costume because he wasn't that he was a little bit of he a He was a little loopy. He was a little like flamboyant before, but he was he's definitely gone like full full gotham you know like this this performance that would feel right at home in gotham well i mean the mummy wrap face and the puffy collared white jacket or i mean the well the costume is is comics it's great comics accurate so far as it goes right but i'm talking about morris performance is a little i don't know to me hush should be a little bit more cold and calculating so too yeah um, but he can be a bit of he's a bit of a goofy character sometimes. Too. He's like, mean when he's he's actually working though. He's yeah. mean when he's kidnapped. He's not somebody. a doctor in this, is he? He's just like a rival businessman. Yeah, he's just a. Because in the comics, Elliot. he was a wealthy doctor in the same way that Thomas oh. Wayne was a wealthy doctor. You know doctor. what I mean? Doctor. See, I didn't know he was a doctor. Yeah. Um. No, he seems to be just a businessman. Well, he was in the too. in the in the animated movie that we watched. Yeah, the animated no, adaptation. He was a he was a doctor in that too. I didn't know um, that. But yeah, I don't. I think they got rid of that here. I think he's just like an industrialist, like a, v- a vague industrialist, like Bruce Wayne is always yeah. sp- supposed to be. Um, yeah, but it's interesting. So the we only have one more episode. Jacob Kane has sort of drawn the lines, drawn mm-hmm. a line in the sand with Batwoman at the end of this one. It's kind of to me, it's a bit more believable now that like before he's just like, oh, you know, she's she's a menace, she's up to no good, we right. can't trust her. Here it's like. I know that you're trying to help, but the fact it's like the the way that people are always saying about you know Batman right. or whatever's like. I know that I understand that you're trying to help and your motives are good, but specifically in this case, you know, you egg Alice on and you, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like it's go- it's always going to be war between you two so long as you're both here. And if right. you leave, she'll calm down, which is probably true. Yeah. You know? Yeah. 
the whole Batman Joker thing, which they actually mention in this in this episode also. Yeah. Um, yeah, we get some interesting developments with Julia Pennyworth also, um, also that she mm-hmm. was sent here to retrieve the journal by, how they pronounce it? S- Sophia. Sophia? Yeah, they said Sophia. Was it, wasn't Sophia? I think it was Sophia, wasn't it? Because I remember thinking it wasn't the way I always pronounced it in my head. Sophia sounds like Sophia, you know? Right. But it was Sophia, I think, I, I think on this. But that's a character that we know from the recent rebirth run, Marguerite oh, Bennett's really run on that one with the island, Cordova and everything mm-hmm. like that. And, you know, her finding her, nursing her back to health. And then the thing with the flowers and everything, which they referenced here too. And the foxes. Those flowers. Yeah. Yep. One of those flowers that Alice used to create the, the cure-all basically mm-hmm. that's in Mary's blood now. So I just read an interview with the showrunner that says, yeah, we're basically setting her up to be a big deal in the second season. So we'll see. We'll yep. see her in the flesh mm-hmm. next season. So expect, you know, once production starts to ramp up again after the quarantine and everything, I imagine we'll get some casting for her yeah no so one episode left for that and promises to be good i i don't know i think they were probably planning on doing having a couple more so i'm not sure if this is going to feel like a season finale or not Mm -hmm. i know flash and supergirl definitely were not are not going to yeah but this one is being episode 20 instead of 19 it would have been closer to the end of the season so maybe they were able to do a bit more in editing to kind Mm -hmm. of make it seem like an ending i don't know we'll have to wait and see uh supergirl this one was deus lex machina Nice. And this is sort of a, it kind of, it's kind of like a spiritual sequel to the episode from a, a year or two ago, which was basically, let's show how Lex Luthor, oh, let's tell an yes. episode from Lex Luthor's perspective that shows how he was secretly behind everything that's been going on this season. Yeah. They did the same thing with the whole Red Daughter. Yeah, they um, did. I remember. Not Bialya. What's the other made up country? Karak? Was that the one that they had her be from? No. Um, um, no, it was. Give me a second. Um, Kaznia. Kaznia. There too, you many, go. too many fictitious yeah, DC Yeah, it was like Kandar, Kand- I don't know. Yeah, no, it wasn't Kondak, it wasn't Bialya, yeah, it wasn't Karak, right. it was it was uh, Kaznia. Yeah. Kaznia, yeah. Um, so it was similar to that. To, less, to me, less interesting than that because, I don't know, I, I've never, I haven't, they haven't really got me on board, and the season's almost over, so it probably will become a moot point soon, but I haven't been as interested in the whole Leviathan thing as I was in mm-hmm. the Red Daughter, Kaznia thing. Uh, to me, the Leviathan thing is a threat, never really... I don't know. I never really felt it this season, so right. I'll be I'll be happy to see them move on to something else. Um, so seeing how he was secretly manipulating them just didn't have the interest. Seeing him manipulate Eve and the scenes between him and his mother mm-hmm. and stuff like that, you know, and the stuff with the VR. I mean, I, I'm not crazy about the VR stuff either, but to me it's a bit more interesting than the Leviathan stuff. Seeing how he sort of manipulated those characters and how he was sort of unable to... Um, to put aside his hatred for Kryptonians, mm-hmm. as his mother suggested, to sort of like, because she's not saying don't be evil necessarily. She's just saying like constrain your evil to like evil businessman mm-hmm. things instead of like supervillain flying around in green armor things, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. And he's sort of unable to to do that really. Miss Martian shows up for like ten seconds at the end of this one mm-hmm. because the sun's about to be blotted out by a sun eater. And this, I don't know, to me like it's like, oh, there's a sun eater. We've solved it. That was like five minutes. Um, but I'm not sure yeah. we were supposed to feel like that was no. a super, <laughs> super huge deal, which is weird because it's the sun about to be blotted out. Yeah. Um, Hilarious. It was more just there as a distraction. But yeah, it was a good episode. And, you know, I, we both really like John Cryer's Lex Luthor. Oh, man, so. he's the best. Yeah. But I just love the writing. The level of cleverness and oh, just Sherlockian level of thinking that you have to possess in order to create a plot like this. It's just really impressive. I think it's, it's pretty obvious on... On most, if not all, of these shows, I guess you could say that Legends is a bit more of a flat, flat quality in this sense, and Black Lightning too. But on on most of the main CW shows, Arrow, Flash, 
Supergirl, Batwoman. It, to me, it's pretty obvious which characters the writers are really excited to write for and which they're not. Mm-hmm. Like, Lex Luthor has always written well. You know what I mean? Yeah. But there's characters on a lot of these shows that are just, like, they're good characters and we enjoy watching them, but they never, you know, like, they, right. they, they, their dialogue and their characters never really seem to to have that same shine that when they're writing for Lex Luthor or whatever. Right. You, know, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I don't know. It, it it seems it seems kind of obvious to me in certain like are they as are they as interested in you know I don't know, try to think of another example. I don't know. It seems like like Jean doesn't really get a lot of fantastic scenes. A lot like he had no he, not not lately com- especially. I mean, you know he what had I mean? Some good episodes. I don't know. Here maybe there, maybe but, it's just me or yeah. But I don't know. It's just like the the quality. It's not that they don't get good scenes or that they're not being played well, but. To me, it's like when they're writing for Lex Luthor, the writing is of a higher quality, you know? And mm. it's not like there's one per- – maybe there is for all I know, but I don't think there's just like one person on staff who's really good and only writes for Lex Luthor. <laughs> I think it's just that – I don't know. Maybe they feel like they have to step up when you're, when you're writing an incredibly clever, manipulative character if you can't just sort of phone it in mm-hmm. in the way that you can if you're writing a scene between like, I don't know, Do you think they Alex and broke Cara. the events before and, and wrote the episodes leading up to this episode? I think they had, I think they probably knew. I mean, it wouldn't take, it wouldn't take that oh, much man. work to sort of sit down on a whiteboard and figure out, okay, here are the main beats for the season mm-hmm. and here's how we're going to later reveal that Lex Luthor was behind them all. I, I don't, I, if, if we're talking about events from like five years ago, no, certainly not. But yeah. from earlier this season, sure. When they broke the season, I'm sure they had all this in mind. Wow. It doesn't yeah. take that much forethought. I mean, you want to you break the season before you start write, writing, yeah. this, assigning writing the scripts this, anyway. Yeah. So all it takes is just layering in. You know, you just put like a dusting of Lex Luthor on there once you've done uh, once done you're done cake baking. breaking the yeah. main plots. Um, Flash, this one was good. Pay the Piper, so we get to see Pied Piper. That's good. I mean, it, it's really technically it's only been a few episodes since we saw him because he had a really quick appearance right after Crisis, where they're like, "Wait, oh yeah, wait, you're evil now. You hate me now. Why is that?" Yeah. And they, you know, they obviously call that back here. Yeah. Um, he's he can't catch a break because first he was a villain. Yep. And then the one of the surprises after Flashpoint was, "Wait, he's our friend now." Yeah. Even yeah. though I don't think we really saw him after that, but it was just it was no. hinted at in dialogue, and Bear was like, "Wait, what? We we like him now?" Yeah. And now after Crisis. Yeah. He hates them again. So he's just being jerked around. Yeah, he's a ping pong both ball. Ways. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he got, the actor did a good job. He got a nice episode here. You know, he, he had a love interest who was like one of his goons, I guess. And he got injured yeah. in the first fight with Flash mm-hmm. five and a half years ago. And he's been that's in a, a lot. stasis. Yeah, that's I a feel, long time. I feel like they wake him up and he's like, oh, you know, we're reunited. It's like, you might want to tell him it's been half a decade. He's been yeah. in this thing. And maybe they just talked about that off screen. But yeah, and then the stuff with uh, what else was going on in this one? So Caitlin, um, obviously <laughs> played as you as you noted by <laughs> presumably fairly heavily pregnant Danielle Panabaker yeah. in this one because she's just surrounded by so many cushions. So many in this cushions. episode. Yeah, and they're cheating all the angles. Um, yeah, so she's off to get treat. She's off to get treatment for mm-hmm. her current condition. Um, Cisco is well. They learn, you know, after the last episode, they learn that Iris and Camilla and. Um, and sing, sing who nobody uh, seems especially concerned, concerned about, about yeah. <laughs> but he's I'm in like, there wait, doesn't his husband have anything to say about um you know noticing things that are weird about it's him? too it's too bad that they didn't do the thing in the com- maybe the show with the age difference and the way that it was set up doesn't wouldn't really lend itself to it as much but in the comics he and pied piper are together oh and i always thought that was really interesting that like 
a high up guy in the police department fell in love with a criminal with a criminal and right. kind of got it's like a Batman Catwoman kind of thing. That's where so it's like nice. he kind and then he kind of got him to change his ways, but only sort of like yeah, you know what I mean. Sorta, yeah. <laughs> um, I always thought that was interesting, but here Pied Piper, the guy actor, looks five, you know when he when he was cast five years ago, he was what maybe like twenty twenty five. <laughs> yeah. Whereas Singh is what forty. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, you could make it work, but I don't know. I feel like that would be kind of weird, the way it's. With the, with what they with the casting choices they made, it was clear that that was never really in the cards. Right. At okay. least they kept both of their sexual orientations intact for the show. But and it is a little perhaps um, reductive. Well, to it's have like all oh, well, we've got two ca- two yeah. gay characters on yeah. the show. They must be in a relationship because it's you know what I mean. Like there's two gay characters. Obviously, they're going to fall in love. Right? right. Yeah. Um. But yeah, you know, so maybe it's better they didn't do that. But I always thought that was interesting. I mean, as it is, Singh has not really gotten a lot of character development on this show. I mean, yeah. you like to see him because he's like, he's, the actor he's does a stable, good job. He's a good job, He's, yeah. you know, like a, a, a reliable, comforting presence. But mm-hmm. you never really feel like we got to know him as a character. So I'm not sure the two characters, aside from Iris, is like, oh, yeah, Singh's around here too. We better find him. But, you know, yeah. no, nobody seems really super worried about him. Yeah. Uh, but there's some good scenes where, where Barry is, you know, He's worried about Iris, and Cisco is worried about Camilla, and they're sort of a little bit at odds. Because, you know what I mean? Yeah. Those scenes are good. Barry working on the the artificial speed force. I do wonder where they're going with that, because obviously, you know, they only got they've only got one more ne- one more episode because their season was cut short by three or four episodes. So I'm sure the season is going to end without him having his speed back. Yeah. So that's sort of an interesting cliffhanger place to leave it. Yeah, we'll see what the writers did to sort of save the day and and. I don't think they could do into I'm not sure they I, from what I read I'm not sure they really did much I think it's just well this episode was going to end on a bit of a cliffhanger anyway but it was only supposed to be a week to week cliffhanger right but now it's going to be the, you know, uh, a year long, long cliff, yeah, cliffhanger. who knows how long it'll be before we get more flash episodes right it could be a year so yeah it'll have to last a long time um legends this one was called ship broken this was a fun one so so Mick uh tours his daughter around the mm-hmm. around the wave rider meanwhile um the dog is the do- wait? Is the dog the son of Sam, or yeah. was the killer the son of Sam? And if so, who's no, who's the- Sam and who's the son in this okay. equation? <laughs> no, the um, the son of Sam said that a dog made him do it. So is the so dog named it- Sam? No, the dog is not named. Who is Sam? Sam? Why was the killer named Son of Sam? Who is Sam and what does he have I to do with anything? I don't know. You see what I mean? Yeah. Okay. I figured one of those two, either the dog or the person, was Sam, and I was no neither. Neither was neither Sam. Neither is true. Okay. Like, why wouldn't you call the ki- the killer like? Owner of Wiggles, you know, know. owner of Mr. Fluffers. Why would you call him son of Sam, right? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I I don't know. It's a a question for the ages. Nobody knows the answer. (laughs) Um, Except for Ava, presumably. She's presumably talked about it on her podcast. Yeah. What was was the name of her podcast? Slashcast. Was that it? Slashcast. Wasn't that it? It was something like that, I think so, yeah. Um, Yeah, this was a fun one. So the dog is getting people to to steal the pieces of the loom and in some cases flush them down the toilet. (laughs) Yeah. In other cases, hide them in various places. Uh, Sarah is blind because of what happened with... No, 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 no. He had one person steal the all the rings of the loom, flush them down the toilet. Then he had um, uh, Zari sabotage the ship. Right, but he was and controlling then he had, everybody and then he had, Yeah, and then he had um, Nick uh, break the replicator. Right. Uh, for some reason. So that they couldn't eat, I suppose. I don't know. <laughs> I think he was just messing with people at a certain point. Yeah. I mean, he's a dog. He's, they didn't have some huge master plan. <laughs> yeah. Um, but the, so I, I do wonder what's going on with Sarah because she's she's blind here from what we happened when presume, she was yeah. zapped by one of the other. Yeah, uh, I can't. I can't keep their names straight. I barely have Clotho right. And that's well, I don't know. I, it's from the mythology, but I can't right. remember them either. Yeah. Um, 
yeah, I do wonder where that's going. I don't I don't think that's going to be kind of cool if it was permanent, if she had like she was wearing like a bandana around her eyes for, for a while. But I don't think it's going to be because I think I've seen clips from future episodes and she looks normally like her eyes okay. look normal again. Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe they maybe they CG that out for the for the for the trailers just to preserve the surprise. But I'm not sure they're putting that much effort into it. I think it's going to be a temporary thing. But I do wonder if this is some way of maybe giving her some sort of power or something. I don't or feel like they need to do how that. She but... has one. No, she because there has to be an explanation for how she saw the form of a god and survived. There has to be a reason for it. And yeah, but that could be the that could be the origin. It doesn't necessarily mean that there was some pre-existing power. That could have been maybe because maybe the and you could the do origin it. of well, her soothsayerness. Well, I mean, you that's could, what we're presuming. You could weave. But... I mean, the, just off the top of my head, because she was revived via the Lazarus yeah. pit. She's like unmoored from fate. Like you know, she, mm-hmm. her death is no longer connected to any sort of thread because she died that she already met her fated end but was brought back so she's like her thread no longer exists you know she's some rogue element and so she's immune to the powers of the fates you know off the top of my head so they try to they try to give her the whammy and instead of killing her it imbues her with some like i don't know like because what else what else is special about her right right she's she's traveled through time a lot but so have all of them right and she's been resurrected by the lazarus pit otherwise she's just she was an assassin but that doesn't give you (laughs) special you know immortality powers so i have to think that it's maybe something to do with that right and if she'd done the same thing to thea or what who else has come back rachel ghoul right thea oh, yeah. roy yeah off screen um trying to think else? if there's anybody else i know there's somebody um we're missing somebody. probably nissa or talia i oh, forget yeah. whether they said that that was the case or not but probably at some point the same thing then the same thing would have happened to them yeah but. talia was like yeah, Talia was definitely, she was around in like the 60s or something like that. I remember in the Ra's al Ghul episodes, she's like um, there super early. I, so I think in the next episode, they have to go to college and join like a, a sorority in a frat house, kind of like the Harley Quinn episode from a couple of weeks ago. I don't know why they have to do what? that, but well, I think, you know, I think that's what they're oh, doing. Okay. Um, so Harley Quinn this week, this one was sort of... Um, I know they've been doing like a lot of format breaking episodes, right? Yeah. Last week was the Batman episode and this one was sort of like the origin. Not so much Harley's origin, although like a that certain percentage of it, it but yeah. more of the origin of like how she met the Joker and how she met Ivy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was it was good. Like this I is like a, is too. sort of a good fun take on those initial meetings and they had the whole twist with the bomb and everything. Um the humor was largely there from um from Harvey Dent mm-hmm. and Commissioner Gordon. So funny. Harvey Dent being purely concerned with his re-election and not so much with the bomb threat. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. It was a fun episode. Yeah, I really, I enjoyed this one. It continues to be a great show. Mm-hmm. So good. So next week we get uh, Stargirl. So we'll have seen the first episode of Stargirl um, when we record next. Mm-hmm. Um, then the week after that, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is back. Mm-hmm. But by the time, by next episode, we'll have also seen the season finale of Flash and maybe depending on when we record, Supergirl and or Batwoman also. Yep. So a bunch of our shows will be ending. Legends continues for another three or four weeks because they had the whole season in the can. Legends doesn't end until the first week of June. Mm-hmm. Um, so starting soon, our weekly rotation will be more Harley Quinn for another couple months. Um, Legends and Stargirl and... Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. when it comes back. Yep. Yeah. It's going to be and a good Stargirl, show. I guess, is 13 episodes. I, I wonder. I, I do wonder. I was thinking about this today. DC Universe doesn't have anything else in the can, though, right? Like, they've had a new series. I mean, they kind of bought themselves four or five weeks with that DC Universe All-Star Games thing, which was fun. Yeah. Um, but I don't think they've got anything else in the can, right? Because Titans was renewed for Season 3. Doom Patrol was renewed for Season 2. Young Justice was renewed for Season 4. Mm-hmm. But I don't think... There was some casting news for Doom Patrol... But 
Um, I don't think there's been any, like I know that they've written and recorded some Young Justice, but n- nothing is anywhere near completed. I don't mm-hmm. think they've started shooting Doom Patrol or Titans. So, and, and you know, Harley Quinn only has a couple weeks left. So Stargirl starts next week. It'll run for 10, 12 episodes. And then i do not sure they've get a, got any other originals ready to go. And I don't think they're even close. Like, I don't think they've even started shooting anything mm-hmm. else. So I think it could be, I mean, is it going to be a year? Are they going to go a year with no original content on their streaming service? That's that's bad. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, that's, yeah. I mean, they, it's un, it's unforeseeable situation, obviously. Mm-hmm. I think they would have, they would they probably hope that they would have had, you know, that Doom Patrol would be close to ready to go. Doom Patrol, they, you know, Stargirl runs for three months and then Doom Patrol is, you know, a month or two after that. Mm-hmm. It was probably their hope. And then Titans following that and Young Justice might be ready after that. But I don't think they even, if they did any shooting on Doom Patrol, it wasn't much. Mm-hmm. So I don't think they're going to have anything ready to go. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. We're going to have to wait and see. But it, that's not good for a pay service to have no, I mean, Netflix rolls out like 15 new original TV series and movies every week, basically. And obviously they're not going to have much new stuff either. But when you've got a relatively, when you've got a comparatively thin catalog and you're like a smaller niche service to begin with, having nothing new. And of course, you know, it's not like all they have are the originals. They're, they're adding comics and they've got community features and all that stuff too. But I kind of feel like, I don't know. I wonder what percentage of people that sign up for DC Universe are there for the back catalog of comics. Or, well, put it more broadly. I wonder how many people sign up for DC Universe are there for the library of older stuff, be it comics or shows or movies, and how many are there for the for the brand new originals. Right. I wonder what that. I wonder what that Split breakdown is. is. I mean, we probably we would have subscribed either way, but I, I do wonder how many people are only there for the originals. And yeah. the originals, you don't even like. They show up on iTunes and stuff like that after six months and so on anyway they end up released on Blu-ray so it's not like you need to be a DC Universe member to see those shows it's just the only way to see them first even with Stargirl they're airing them on the CW the following right. night yep. remember mm-hmm. so yeah, you don't even need to be a DC Universe member to watch Stargirl yeah. so, I don't know if you're willing to wait a day so yeah I don't know I do I do wonder about that because then we also talk about how HBO Max is going to have all these DC Universe is going to have all these DC Comics-based originals, The Green right. Lantern Show, Strange Adventures, all this other stuff. Um, I do wonder where, where that leaves DC Universe, especially if, they don't, if, they, if they're subscribers. I did read, however, though, that over the past couple of months, um, re, uh, the, their digital comics numbers, like the number of people that read digital comics on DC Universe has gone up by like 30%. Well. So I think with people, you know, not being able to leave their homes, they're reading more digital comics. So yep. it's not a great time to not have fresh stuff to show them. But they'll always be adding new comics and new back back catalog stuff. Right. Yeah. yeah. It is a little unfortunate, obviously. Yeah. yeah, I agree. Anyway, that's it for our shows. Yep. So if you want to reach out, we have an email address, mailbag at smartspodcast.com. On Twitter, we are at smartspodcast. On Facebook, it's facebook.com slash smartspodcast. And our website is www.smartspodcast.com. How about a funny sound for us? I don't have one. How about... Woof, woof. Ooh, very good.